everyone, it's Marilyn Aloria, and welcome to a very special live today. So special. And um, this is also going to be on my Hi, website. Everyone, oh, Marilyn look, you'll hear my, I love when that happens. You hear an echo. Those are my guides just repeating stuff. Anyway, I am super excited to be talking to all of you today. And um, I know this is going to be on my podcast as well. I have a very exciting guest to talk with you about, talk to you, talk to her. I'm just having one of those moments, so just bear with me. We're going to be talking to Sandra Pelli today. And before I read Sandra Pelli's bio, and I finally learned how to say her last name because it rhymes with smelly. And somebody, Dana, I think was the one who told me in membership, like it rhymes with smelly. And I was like, oh, good. Because <laughs> I was always saying something else, Pelly or something. Um, Sandra's very, very special. And she's doing a really special class for membership next month which is called the little you, how it affects you as the adult, the little you, how it affects you as an adult. And I think this is a really very timely topic for myself and for everybody else who's gonna be listening to this. And I know Sandra really well. She's been in my community for many years and she is an incredible shaman, medium, reader, coach, in, you know, just on her own, like what she does. And she always has so much love and so much um, to offer. And I've seen her grow over the years, like into this, just incredible, magical being. So I'm super excited to talk to her. It's like talking to an old friend. And this is going to be a really excited conversation, exciting conversation to bring to all of you. So I'm going to tell you about her. I'm going to read her bio, and then we are going to launch right into it. Um, Sandra Pelli is a visionary of the Guide Academy. She walks in two realities playing with her guides, especially her little you, aka inner child and teaching others the core principles to connecting and communicating with their guides. This, is, this has the added benefit of increasing one's confidence to find the magic in their life and go for it, whatever it is. Her book, A Spiritual How-To, gives simple tools that empower you in all aspects of life. In essence, Sandra helps heart-centered men and women connect with their spirit guides and intuition to create abundance, joy, and magic in their life. And you can read more about Sandra Pelly at sandrapelly.com. It's S-A-N-D-R-A-P-E-L-L-E-Y.com. We will have this in the show notes on the podcast. And once I'm done with the Facebook Live, we will make sure that it is in the post on the Facebook Live. Welcome, Sandra. Hello, hello, hello. I too am very excited to have this conversation, especially since we just had one recently around your book, Guides. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Before we go into that, because I'm really interested in the little you conversation, but before we go into that, can you give a little bit of background about who you are and how you came to the work that you do? Because you do a lot more than just this body of work that you're doing now that you're expanding into and growing. I want to hear about the other stuff as well. For sure. I come from a small town, Jasper National Park in Alberta, Canada, and um, it's Truly, believe, I believe it's where God gifted those. When he, when he planted me there, that's like a, it was a beautiful gift to me for where I was in my life. And in 2000, I had an injury. And in that injury, I had to reach out to non-traditional, holistic type of healing. And in doing that, I discovered that I wanted to help other people. And in doing that, it was, first of all, learning about energy work. And then I did something called soul readings. And it was through classes actually in membership for your soul that I actually grew in and got way more expansive in how I was doing those soul readings. And I 
recognize an underlying theme in most of them and it was how people were struggling how people were struggling with caring about themselves and connecting with their guides and really about expectations and limiting beliefs and traumas that were coming up in their lives so uh, long story really shortened i uh, had this incredible program drop in when i wrote my book as the spiritual how-to and it became the spiritual how-to program where i help people go through uh connecting with their little use with their inner guidance and really start to understand how generational and other things are really coming into um into their reality and affecting them on a the day-to-day basis and then what happened from there is my guides really took me in hand and showed me that there was a whole lot more that I could be and that I could do. And the medicine wheel unfolded. And when the medicine wheel unfolded, that was really stepping into really seeing how everything that I was bringing to people in the spiritual how-to, that building up of the confidence, letting go of the expectations, uh, shattering the limiting beliefs. What happened is when they moved into the medicine wheel program, then they were ready to actually listen to the guidance in a whole new way that was coming through with their guides. So very, very powerful, uh, powerful journey. How does the little you work with the medicine wheel guidance? And can you explain a little bit about the medicine wheel guidance? Because it just sounds like, I know you do so many things, but it just sounds like such a cool thing to walk through, to heal and to grow. Yes. So the little you, comically enough, is actually so astrologically based as well. When you when you think about the seasons, and we all have a season of growth where we, we from a childhood, then the teenager, then the adult, and then into seniorhood. So it's like this beautiful season that we're going through. Same with the medicine wheel. This medicine wheel that dropped in for myself to bring to others is actually, what's the word that I want to use? It's it has no cultural basis in one essence. It's way more than that. It actually is all-inclusive. That's the word I was looking for, all-inclusive. And in being all-inclusive, it means that anybody can come into it and find their own guidance come in. And now when we go through the medicine wheel, we, we technically we're going through the quarters of the year. So spring, summer, autumn, and winter and that's the same as the seasons of our year so when we're going through each of these we're working with dragons we're working with animal guides we're working with angel guides but also too we're doing those little you work um like you wouldn't believe how much fun the little you within you has with dragon energy like just absolutely loves to fly with the dragon energy (laughs) and so much more involved there yeah that's great so I'm going to go back to the little you. Is the little you a certain age or are there different iterations of the little you? Like when you start working with the little you, first of all, how did, yeah, when you start working with the little you, is it a certain age? Is it an age where that trauma happens? Like, how do you know which little you to work with? I love this question. I believe the little you is actually from conception all the way up to about five to seven years of age although it can be involved at the 12 18 and further because technically we are living our life as that little you even though we're in the adult body we're still responding to life just like we did as a child we just don't realize it yet so anything between conception to five to seven years of age and by conception i mean there are people who have been conceived and uh, even in that conception, it might have been a um, uh, not the best circumstances to be conceived in, as well as maybe not being born into uh, the type of family that 
people dream of being born into and all of that affects then we have those expectations right from from how long are we supposed to be in the utero right how long before our teeth grow all these expectations are happening all along and we are constantly having these expectations thrown at us and those are all affecting us as we come into adulthood you know these expectations of uh, how am I going to draw? How am I going to speak? How am I going to be seen? Don't be seen. You can't be heard. Be quiet. Sit down. Go over there in the corner. Get out of the way. I don't want to talk with you right now. You're bugging mom or possibly, you know, um, oh my God, you could do a better job than that. You could get better, better grades. You can get better artwork. All these bits and pieces are what we pull into our adulthood and then we are living in that energy still. Yeah. Oh, amazing. So when you, when you're living in that, and cause I, I know what you're talking about and I agree with this and I have I just went back into therapy again with a young therapist and I'm finding it to really break through things. And you and I have both, and I want to speak to this with a lot of spiritual people, you and I have both done an incredible amount of work on ourselves, but I've found Sandra, and I'd like to hear from you cause you're an expert in this field that that little you is, is showing up again. It's another layer of the onion but she's showing up again for the past hurts and how they're affecting my life today. It's not the same kind of effect. It's not affecting me the way it used to because I have a bunch of techniques and tools, but I'm recognizing how much it's still coming to the surface. So in the work that you, so I have a couple of questions I usually do is in the work that you're doing, do you notice that you are able to bring techniques and tools to the person so that no matter what is happening, no matter what evolution they're in, they're able to address the little you because now they have a consciousness around that particular little you. Do you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying because that's what happened right. to me this past, uh, okay, past weekend. So it's in essence, what happened is, is um, my daughter has a special event coming up. And in that special event, we held a, uh, a bridal shower. It was a very intimate affair. And the teacher actually was showing us how to paint. And it was called Dutch pouring. And it's where you actually pour paint on a canvas that's been balanced. And then you have to add more paint. Like it's a, it's a huge amount of paint. And Growing up, what's the first thing that our parents tell us to do? Clean up, be tidy, don't make a mess. And here I am in this class, and I'm being told to over pour paint onto this, and then spread it with a spatula over the sides of the canvas. And then I'm being told to pour more on the sides to make sure that there's the paint black on the canvas, because that's color I'm using. And it was like the whole time I'm just going, oh my gosh, I, I can't believe I have to make this mess. I'm, I'm just, I was in this energy of, um, really feeling awkward about it, really feeling like this is the wrong thing. I'm not supposed to be making a mess. And yet here's this teacher telling me to make a mess. When all was said and done, the painting is absolutely gorgeous. I haven't uh, got it physically in hand as of yet, but um, I was thinking about it and I thought, gee, you know what? This teacher has a lot of anxiety. Maybe it's hers. Maybe that's what I'm tapping into when I'm doing this. Because I even said to the to the four or five people that were there, I said, I can't believe I'm acting like this. I never act like this where I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. I can't make a mess. And it was just really bizarre. So anyway, fast forward to earlier today, and I'm on a call with my group. And I was feeling into the energy of that. Okay, what was going on with my little you in that moment? And as mm -hmm. soon as I said that, 
that same feeling that I had during that moment that I thought was that, oh my God, I'm making a mess, was more like, oh yay, I'm making a mess. I'm so excited about that. And it was so interesting how that totally shifted the whole, whole event. Because now I was actually asking and reaching out to my little you to see why I was responding that way instead of thinking it was about somebody else. And yes, we're always asked to look into what is somebody else's energy affecting us. But in this case too, maybe it was my own energy, but I just wasn't giving it a voice. And I'm so adamant about asking the little you. And that's like you said, you know, we're going through some big changes right now. And that's one of the most profound things that I'm currently doing is I'm starting to really ask my little you. How do you feel right now? And then um, I'm doing this with my community as well. When you're when you ask your little you how you're feeling, I, I don't want to know what that adult response. I want to know what you mean. How is your little you responding? Like, don't don't tell me, oh, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that. I meant like, the, no, stop and see how your little you is reacting. So, for example, I was on a bike ride going up a hill. It was a tough hill. It was hot. It wasn't a very fun moment, and I literally reached out to see how my little you was, was reacting. She was literally standing beside the trail, having a hissy fit. <laughs> she did not want to be there. And I, that's kind of how I felt on the bike. Anyway, get to the top of the hill. We're now on a gradual slope down. I'm enjoying myself. I reached out to my little you again. The little you is now sitting on my handlebars, wind blowing her hair, thoroughly enjoying the ride. So. I'm doing this a lot more proactively. I'm doing this with, why did I just eat that? I now feel absolutely horrible. Wow, my little you absolutely loved it. I don't like it as an adult, but boy, did my little you love it. And then I switch gears, and this is around Ariba taco chips. I could actually see my little you laying on the ground, hands on the belly, just giggling because she had me eat these Ariba taco chips. I did not enjoy them. But the next time that I ate the chips that I wanted, the cheesies, man, did it ever feel good because then I was at coming at them from the adult point instead. It just goes on and on and on. There's so much layers to this. Yeah, no, and I could feel that you actually touched on a point that I was going to ask you about because when you were doing the painting, your little you, you were kind of coming from the adult perspective or even what, so the little you could have been, tell me if I'm wrong, so excited to be making a mess and then she got yelled at. So then she changed her perspective in the moment and was like, oh my goodness, I'm back. So now there's a duality. There's two perspectives happening, even in the little you. So yeah. I can see how layered and amazing this work is. So when you're with your little you, how do you get to the pure moment before it got messed up by the adult? I literally asked them to go under the next layer and, and just keep going down and keep going down. And sometimes you get can't really get maybe to a pure moment where that child is really ecstatic about that first creation. Although I do help people go back and rewrite the energy of things like traumatic events around that. Um, however, when you go into that first layer, you see how your, your little you is reacting. Why are they reacting that way? Go deeper to that next layer because that first layer is what, what, Possibly the little you is already just knows that that's what we want to see. So yeah. when you go under to that next layer, then we start to get real. In fact, I had to do this with somebody today and she said the same emotion for that, that next layer. And I'm like, no, no, no. I literally would like you to stop, stop and see how that little you is reacting and then go deeper again. And then she, she used the word drowning. And that was incredible because she was angry 
angry and then it came down to drowning well that's a whole different emotion and a whole different thing and unable to feel safe so there was a lot of layers to that right yeah so many layers it's great so sounds to me like there's a lot of consciousness you're bringing to this now because it's like you were riding your bike you're in your everyday life now and you're like well what's my little you doing how is the little you affect like how how can this help you with your own inner guidance making decisions in the moment like do you find yourself like if there's a new decision coming down the pike like you did on the biking trail which is great or say it's a big business decision which we may not necessarily bring our five-year-old into, but you would because they are, they talk about that, Sandra, because I have a feeling you're the expert here, not me, but there feels to me like you're unpeeling, like you're peeling this incredible resource inside of us that can help us make more aligned decisions. It ultimately comes down to being seen. I think probably, especially in North America, uh, probably a lot of different cultures actually we're we've been told to be quiet or to move aside or we don't have time for you and when all of that happens we choose to, to go into the woodwork rather than being seen so when you're doing this kind of work you are actually starting to build up your confidence because you're actually letting up that inner guidance come through in a in a much more powerful way I just want to see what else wants to come through with this because it, it feels like there's a book and when I when I talk about a book so <laughs> it's so comical that I'm talking about this because my grandmother broke her hip decades ago um, she's she's long gone now but she kept talking about this book that there's this great big book of life and that's what's happening is is we have the ability to write our own story but we've been on hiatus we've been in this this hole because we don't want to be seen. And when we start to really ask our little you and see what our little you is reacting like, we're actually start to able to live our life as the adult who has the ability to actually put the steps in motion that the little you was never capable of doing. And, and I think you could probably find that in your life, that's what's happening. You're, you're the, like yeah. the way you're just really shifting right now that awareness that's coming in, it's pretty remarkable how you can um, see things like like the generational stuff. I had a, this huge epiphany about the generational stuff and that's all to do with little you. It's how I'm reacting because my dad was a, a, a child in 13 kids. My mom was an only child because her brothers had already left home. And then the dynamics of that are all affecting how I grew up and how yeah, my mom doesn't true. want to be seen now and how my dad is being seen now. All of these come into play. It's huge. Yeah. So how do we help this? Um, because it's almost, so this becomes a guide for you. This little you is now becoming a guide for you. Is that very correct? So. Yes, very much so. Okay. So now, Actually, can, just, just before you say this, I, I really want to tell you that the way that I look at the little you and the higher self and the physical body, so that we're talking about threes, are the past, present, and future, the me, myself, and I. This is all like the little you, the physical body, the higher self. The, the little you is our most intimate guide because it's the one that is within our, our physical body that's affecting us. It's where, the um, if you talk about the solar plexus, that's where our little you resides. We 
react from things because of that belly energy, because of we're, we have the choice to fall back in fear or step into our life. The higher self energy is the one that's really wanting us to be everything that we can possibly be. So it's, yes, an intimate guide of ours, but it's more pulling us in this direction while the little you is pulling us back in the other direction. So the two of them are doing this yin-yang with us, and we can feel it in our belly. Because our our higher self so wants us to step into our life, and our little you's been holding us back. So thank you for letting me share that because I think it's really important for people to understand just how intimate this. I don't think there is a more intimate guide than the little you. I truly don't. But that's what's interesting. So you just said something that the little you kind of holds us back, but yet you're using it as a guide. And when we think about guides, and this is beautiful, I love how you're bringing this forward because it's such an integral, important piece. But when we think about guides, we think about our guides just wanting us to move forward, wanting us to move forward. How does the little you become a guide now in this scenario? Because every single lesson, well, pretty well all the lessons that we ever have come up in our face or come up in our existence are lessons that the little guy, little you, sorry, the little you is putting in front of us. And yes, ultimately, our little you wants to be seen, our little you wants to be loved, and our little you wants to find joy in um, expression, being able to speak, speak our personal truth. And that's why this is a guide, because if we didn't have the little you coming forward and showing us these things, we would probably still be back in the dark ages. We, I don't think humanity would have gotten as far as we did because of the guidance that's coming through. Somebody has been listening to their guides, right? They're little you. Yeah. And I think like it's probably a guide when you work with people. Okay, so let me ask you this. When you work with people and you talked about trauma, because you talked about rewriting the story of trauma. Is that correct? I love doing that. Yes. Yeah. So take us a little bit through what that looks like in a session with you, like how you help somebody to to, to rewrite that story because trauma is a huge thing. That's a, I know for me personally, I'll speak for me, it's still affecting me at this age. And I'm shocked because I've been through so much therapy, right? But then you go through and something new in your life, like a new experience, a new opportunity. And you're presented with, no matter how much consciousness you have, no matter how much we work on ourselves, I find myself presented with, oh my goodness, there's that story. So take us a little through that, like the work with you and how you help people to deal with that. For sure. So, so we have different types of traumas. Some traumas affect us physically. Some traumas affect us emotionally and mentally. So I'm going to give you two examples. One is I had this beautiful client who was absolutely terrified to fly. Absolutely terrified to fly. And what we did is we went in, and, and when I say in, um, thank goodness we're talking with this type of community because I think you guys totally get what I mean by going into the energy. Like we're going into the space of the possibilities. Like you talk about the quantum space of possibilities, right? There's this totally unlimited field. What I did with this client was we went back to this point where she recognized was where the trauma began. It might be a TV show, it might be, you know, a, 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 an actual event that happened. So many different things could trigger us. So what we did was we go back and like everything that I say, I, I always work in threes, which is the past, present and future now, right? And what you're doing is you, when you go back and rewrite the energy of this the first time, and I'll just give you a, a better example in a minute, I'll just explain what it is first. 
When you go back, you rewrite the past energy of it because that's the energy that you've been holding on to, that you've been brought forward into the present energy. The present energy, when you go in and rewrite this the second time, you're changing the present energy of what's going on in your life currently. You go back and you rewrite this a third time, and now you're working with the energy of what you want to be doing in the future. So then it's breaking the old habits as part of this as well. So with this person, she... Um, was had was scared to fly so when we went in we kind of rewrote the energy of her possibly going to the airport and um while she was going there it was a, an incredible experience going there like just even getting there just getting there was an incredible experience then we come back into this present moment we go back into the energy again and this time she's arrived at the airport she's gotten her ticket she's sitting in the space and she's ready to fly and she's she's being called on board and and, and then she comes back into this um here and now and then the third time that she goes in, she's in the airplane and she's got the most incredible person sitting beside her. She's seen the incredible sunsets. She's landing. She's having this incredibly magical experience. And then she comes back into this present moment. And then it's that breaking of the habit. So when you go going to the airport, you remember the feeling that you had of, of having that joyous trip going there. You remember the joyous trip on the airplane and that. And this woman, this client, actually got on a plane the next day and flew. And she was just ecstatic about how, how incredible that trip was. Um, Another one is uh, this gentleman, he had extreme back pain. And when I was doing energy work on him, he... Uh, I said to him something about a dirt bike. There's something about a motorcycle or a dirt bike. And he's like, yeah, actually I landed, uh, I crashed the bike and I landed on both ankles and shattered them. And uh, he had a real difficult time with that. So of course that's affecting his physical, his broke, his back energy. And um, so we went in and we rewrote that where, okay, when you're, biking this time you're going to be just going past that part or not past that part you're going to land but you're going to land different and you when you land you're doing this beautiful roll out of it well he just laughed and he's like um that's a little unbelievable i said okay well just take a breath open your heart to that ask your mind body and soul to do whatever it needs to do to heal in this space i think that's a very important piece to this as well and do this again. So we went back into the energy and treated it like the first time where he would land and just kind of roll out of it. And he he got it that time. So then we came back into the present moment. And then when I asked him to go back in this time, instead of um, him crashing, he just went a little bit further on the course and he, he had gone past that area. Come back to this present moment. And you notice I'm making it really specific. So he's going in and out, in and out, in and out, right? In the third one, he actually finished the whole course and just had a really great experience. He's never come back with back pain since. Oh, wow. Yeah. So very, very powerful. Like, like the mind holds on to this traumatic injury or these traumatic events and just just it festers it festers in us yeah. well what i love that you're doing is you're taking them to through stages of the event and then bringing them back to the present because so many times they tell you to go out and like meditate and feel it and then you come back in the present after the whole thing you're doing it in these stages which makes it more doable for me it, it also feels like it's more powerful of a shift because you're shifting it piece by piece, by, and you're shifting a belief as well, piece by piece by piece. Yeah. So that's amazing. Good. Yeah. 
And then, like I said, for in some cases, like like for him, he's never been back with a back in back pain again. But in some cases, some people are still hung up on the thought, and yeah. it's breaking the habit now, breaking the habit of having that little reaction, right? You said something really important that I've never heard before. I never thought about, but it is true. You said it could be a TV show or even a movie you saw that affected a trauma. And that is so true for me, like with Jaws. Like I used to live in the ocean and now I'm like, oh yeah, no, not unless there's like a whole group of people in front of me. Cause if they get attacked first, I'll be able to get out. You know, it's like, it's crazy. And that's true. Well, and you know what? It's so comical that you, you, you honed in on that because I actually had an experience that I thought was a TV show and um, it was around a minor a minor, um, and I won't go into a lot of specifics, but it was a very traumatic event. And I have always, for my entire life, thought this this was a TV show that my mom had let me watch. As it turns out, when I was ready to actually look at this from a different perspective, I discovered that it wasn't a TV show. It was actually something that had been shown to me, but I was a young child and I was incapable of handling it. And I shut down my gifts in that moment. But for my yeah. entire life, I thought it had been a TV show. So it works in both directions, right? So your work too, it totally does. And I love what you just said, because we're, we're sensitive. I'm realizing how sensitive of an individual I am even more so. And I've been sensitive since the word go. And I'm sure you have too, right? Yeah. So I feel like your work can also unlock gifts in people, like their psychic gifts, their mediumship gifts, their healing gifts. Is that true? I would say yes, because if you're incapable of seeing yourself, you're incapable of seeing your gifts. And when you start to be able to see yourself, when you start to feel confident in yourself, when you start to actually, um, did I say care about yourself? No, I haven't. But when you start to care about yourself, then it, it's like all this stuff starts to open. I'm very big on two mantras. One is the I am open mantra and the other one's the I am love mantra. The I am open mantra came through in 2015 and it changed my life and I use that every single day. So I'm just going to breathe our way through this real quickly if you're open to that. Yeah, I'm totally open to it. So I am open. With no expectations. No limitations. And I'm okay with the outcome. How'd that feel? It felt good. It felt, um, it felt, it opened up my heart, even though my hands are crossed in front of me, which I was very aware of because I have a lot going on. Um, it felt like it just opened up my heart and it also allowed in possibilities. It allowed in expansion and it also let me let go of control. That was one of the biggest ones, trying to control things, you know, just releasing into it. And I felt like I connected with my body in a very powerful way where I wasn't like above observing everything. I was just right there in the moment and just like letting go. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Expectation. I find that when you breathe your way through this in almost any scenario, whether it's really good, whether it's really bad, anything in between, whether it's before you have to make that important phone call, before you have to write that email, before you have to have that conversation, whatever it is, before you have to go into something or do anything, if you breathe your way through the I am open mantra like that, it actually puts you into this beautiful 
state of acceptance in a whole new manner. It also starts to help you to understand what expectations are coming up or possibly whatever limiting beliefs. By, by discovering you and by this I am open mantra, man, it's just been incredible what's happened in my world because I have decided that although I absolutely cherish you and love what you do, I can't be you. As much as I want to do everything that you are capable of doing, just like you probably have people like that in your world, um, I can only be me, but when I open myself up with no expectations, no limitations, and I'm okay with the outcome, look at where I've come to with that. It's like absolutely remarkable. It puts my, um, it puts that sense of judging myself on the back burner. I can now be who I want to be or even be who I don't even know who I want to be yet. Right. Sorry, go ahead. Nope. I'd like to walk through that one more time because the, the thing that's fascinating with me, and then I have some more questions about the little you, but the thing that's fascinating to me is when you said I am open, I'm in a really like, as we're recording this, I'm in a challenging space and Sandra knows some of it already. And I wasn't ready to, to surrender to I am open. Like I was a little kind of about it, you know, like, I don't know if I'm trusting you right now. So I almost would love, I'd love to hear your response to that. Cause you pointed to me just for the people on the podcast and I'm like, yep, yep. And then I'd love for you for all of us to have a consciousness of something we want to open up to like, does that work? Or is it just being open and then doing that mantra again would be really powerful. Beautiful. Okay. So what I was going to say to that, why I pointed at you is because you specifically said you had some resistance occur there. Most people have resistance when it says being okay with the outcome, but you're already at the beginning of it. So you're already in that resistance spot. There is an expectation coming up there. So it's whether that's an expectation on what your role is or an expectation on what somebody else's role was, that, that's that expectation coming up. So this is the ideal time. So imagine that person in front of you right now that you are, um, you know that this expectation's around or the situation. It may not be a person. It might just be a situation. So closing your eyes again. And do I have to repeat these words out loud, Sandra? Or am I, because you're saying them or is it you just taking it again? I love this. How about sit there and be quiet this time and just listen to me. And then the second time, I'll go through it the second time, say them out loud and feel the difference. Okay, okay, so everybody be quiet there for the first time. So I am open. Okay, I am open. With no expectations. No limitations. And I'm okay with the outcome. Now get a sense of what you're feeling right now. And now step into this and repeat after me and take the breath. I am open. There's no expectations. No limitations. And I'm okay with the outcome.
What's the sense of feeling with that, Marilyn? So the first time when you were saying it, it brought me a little bit to tears because I finally slowed down and just getting into your healing. Sandra's a very big healer. Getting into your healing quality of being seen and heard by you, actually, and seeing and hearing myself through this moment brought tears up for me like, wow, you know, and so that was really good because I needed to be with the emotion. I needed to stop backing away from it and just being with it. And then the second time of me saying it out loud, it anchored it more into my physical being. So I was able to, like my body started moving with the energy. I could feel like a tweaking in a good way. And I could feel more of the place of um, empowerment, of be like believing and saying it. And um, what I love about what you just did too, and I want to say this is, Sandra's very much a believer like I am. We want to empower people to do the work themselves. And I felt like that took me through stages of being held in a container by you, which we need at times, but then you empowering me to hold that mantra inside of me so that I know I can do what I need to do or just be surrendering. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love what you said too about you felt this energy shift, like you felt your body yes. moving or whatever. I'm I'm so in tune with that. When I'm working with clients, there'll be moments where I actually feel a physical release in my own body, where I know that they've 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 clicked in. They've, um, for lack of a better word, they plugged in to the real sense of feeling. Also, to that emotion that came up for you in that moment, that's you making that heart connection, that soul connection deeply. Beautiful. You know what's it? I know we're going off topic a tiny bit, but Sandra, like I said, she's got like this magical, like imagine somebody walking around with a magical chest or like the magician card. Let's just talk about the magician card. He's got all the skills of the deck. He's got the pentacles, the swords, the cups and the um, wands. And I feel like that with you. So we're kind of like talking about her class that she's doing, which is the little you and how it affects you as the adult, which is going to be a membership in September, which I'm super excited for the members to get. And anybody wants to join, go to membershipforyoursoul.com and you can come for a dollar and hit forward slash trial, membershipforyoursoul.com forward slash trial and you come join. And then if you want to work more with Sandra, go to sandrapelli.com and all of this is going to be in the, the notes because I suggest strongly suggest you go to Sandra. Sandra, the work that you've just done, and I, I, I feel like your mantras, you can take on a yoga mat, you can take on a mountain bike. Can you talk to me a little bit about bringing your mantras and that experience into the physical, like, like, because the way it affected my physical being, I'm like, wow, I could do this as a mantra on my yoga mat, and I'm going to move through stuff really quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I also want to share the other mantra if we have time at the end or, yes, or after please. as well, but um, the... The I am open mantra, I actually use this, as I said, it is used in almost any circumstance, whether you're over excited, underexcited, grieving, struggling, frustrated, whatever the case is. I was on a mountain bike ride, I'm an avid mountain biker, with my husband, and when I got on this trail with him, I expected him to stop in a spot and wait for me, and then we would have a conversation about where we would go. However, that did not happen. So he took off up the hill, and I was thinking to myself, well, that's not the direction that I wanted to go, but he was too far ahead of me for me to go, hey, yo, let's go this other direction. So I was upset, frustrated, tired, and I must have breathed my way through the I am, I am open mantra about 15 times. 
to get myself into this beautiful space, to actually just do like we had just done where, okay, that first time I felt that resistance, that second time I was like, okay, I'm still kind of resisting this. Okay, take a breath and really, really understand what you're stepping into here, Sandra. So I did that. When I, when I came out on the top of this, there was my husband waiting for me. And of course, now I've been breathing my way through the I am open mantra. I'm in this beautiful, calm state. I'm not going to freak out at him for going the wrong direction or anything like this. I'm now in this beautiful state of being. And when I get up to him, because I'm in this beautiful state of being, he doesn't feel this resistance, this angry, redheaded or whatever woman coming at him. Instead, he just feels this loving force coming towards him or this loving power coming towards him. And he goes to me, you know what, it's pretty hot in that. And I know if we kept going up, it might be a little bit too difficult for you. So let's go this direction instead. Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh, wow. That's yeah. great. That's yeah. So and then um, I want to give one more example to a client who has uh, a mother who has dementia. Every time she left the house to go see her mom, she would just get into this anxious mood. And I, I imagine this is something that you might relate to as well. Um, I know I do with my mother-in-law. But she would get in this anxious mood of just feeling really, really horrible about the whole situation and being um, out of control and not being able to really be everything that she wants to be, nor having her mother be who she would like her mother to be. So I suggested to start breathing her um, I am open mantra like as she was getting ready, when she was going out the door, when she was sitting in the car, when she got to the, her mom's building, when she got to her mom's door, like literally be proactive all the way there. So you're not giving space to those horrible thoughts, those negative thoughts. You're just continually stepping into the being open with no expectations, no limitations of being okay with the outcome. By the time she got there and went in the door, um, her, her, that the, the experience that she had with her mom in that relationship in that moment was really magical because she had gone in in a way that she had not ever gone in for how I don't know how long, you know, she, her, her resistance was gone. She was open to however her mom was going to be when she opened up that door and they had a magical, magical um, day that day. That's yeah. amazing. I love it. And it's so simple and it brings you into the moment and it allows you to let go of expectations it, and it works with breath. It's just so beautiful. Amazing. And I can see how powerful that can be. And I love the fact that you've created these mantras because I'm doing a mantra right now that is a Sanskrit mantra. And I just love that you've taken this beautiful mantra. I am open and I know you have another one and you've really allowed it. It just like it, it allows it to speak to you, and create a whole different dynamic. It's just wonderful. Before we go to the next mantra, because we're running out of time soon, and we're going to go into the Q&A, I want you to talk just a tiny bit if there's anything left, because I know the little you, you have many, and I want to hear, we'll go into your mantra, then we'll find out how we can work with you. Sure. But is there anything else about the little you, like, how does the little, you know, just the little you gets you more confident, or um, how it can really help you to bring, like, just bring all these tools together or is there anything else about the little you that you would like to share in this particular talk? Okay. Well, first of all, I want to mention that honestly, we are actually staying all on topic with this. Good. See, I don't know that. Good. Now, remember I said that expectations and limiting beliefs are what's mm. holding us back and holding a little you back. And yet, yet here's this expectation showing up for you when we first did the I am open mantra. Technically, you could go back 
and see, okay, where is this resistance coming from? You could actually connect with your little you and see why am I resisting this now? What's, what's about this now? What, what from my childhood has brought me to this moment that I'm resisting this in now? Right? So we are on topic. The, um, the confident part of it is that other, other mantra. It's the I am love mantra. So when we breathe our way through the I am love mantra, that's where you're starting to show your little you that you really, really care. So the I am open mantra is showing your little you how to, to move out of that old energy of the expectations and the limiting beliefs. The I am love mantra is actually you telling you you actually care. So a lot of people talk about mirror work and standing in front of a mirror and saying, I love you. That's not my bag. I don't like doing that. I don't mind going, coming on here and going, oh my God, I look so incredible today. I don't mind doing that, but I'm not going to stand in front of a mirror and tell myself I love myself kind of thing. That's not my thing. But this I am love mantra. So I'm just going to say the words first so you can hear what it sounds like without any breath. So it's I'm love. I am loved. I am loving. I am lovable. I love me. And I love adding I am divine love. So as you can see, just like anything else, it's just a bunch of words, right? But close your eyes for a minute now and listen to that I am love with breath, okay? I am love. I am loved. I am loving. I am lovable. I love me. I am divine love. The importance about every single one of those pieces is that you can probably tell me which one of those you had the most difficulty with. So many people get caught up on the I am lovable or the I am loved or even the I am, I love me. And when you are doing this on a consistent basis, you're telling that, that inter, innermost guide, that most intimate guide, that you care about them. How did that feel for you, Marilyn? Actually, for me, it was great because I, I can see what you're saying and I can see at different times how that would be so, uh, give you so much information, the different I am love, I'm lovable. But for me, I felt my shoulders come down. I felt myself drop into my physical body and I felt myself just being with me. So I don't know if it's, if besides the mantra itself, I think your voice has power, healing power in it. So that is what, what my experience was, was just, oh, I, this is where I need to be right now in this space with Sandra, because it feels just so, so potent for me, like what I needed. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. So anybody who's struggling with um, confidence, start saying that I am love. Start saying that I am love mantra. Um, also too, if you actually connect with your little you and imagine holding your little you, whether she's wrapped in your arms or he's sitting on your lap, wherever your little you, or maybe they're on your back, whatever it is, um, and breathe your way through the I am love mantra. You may have an emotional release because suddenly you're connecting with yourself in a whole new manner as well. That is beautiful, love it. Oh, Sandra, thank you so much. We're going to go into Q&A still with membership. But before we do that, 
Tell us a tiny bit about the class that you created for membership and what they can expect, the little you, how it affects you as the adult. For sure. Uh, first of all, every less, every module has a, an additional meditation where you're going to be doing little you work with it. We'll be doing rewriting of the energy of uh, events. We'll be connecting with our little yous. And it's really, really bringing in all that I've talked about today, but so that you understand it even at a more deep level, like understanding how the, the body is affected by the past, present and future, the me, myself and I, the little you, like all these pieces, the little you is the me. The little you is the past. All of these pieces are coming together in this incredible lesson and really understanding that you are being affected by this inner guidance who is that most intimate guide, the little you. Thank you. Okay, you want to hear something funny? Sure. Yeah, Sandra talked about the seeing, you know, you're not seeing yourself and hearing yourself. I actually went live on my personal page, not my business page. And I've never you know i'm just starting to go live on my personal page like i didn't never have done an interview i usually do these on my business page and there's all these great comments and i'm like am i and i'm like oh my goodness i'm on my personal page so in a way that's great because it's so much more interactive to some degree so now i'll have to share it on my business page but talk about the power of sandra pelly holy mackerel <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still like I still hide. I've had a business 15 years, but I still hide. What were you gonna say, honey? Uh, that that's so comical because I'm stepping into being seen in in such a powerful way. I'm really making every effort with my little you to to see me, so that others can see the potential that they each have. I love it. Wow, that's so funny. That lesson had its own thing. So, Sandra, you are so incredible. I would love for you to tell everybody how they can contact you. If you have anything coming up, please let us know. And um, sure. again, all of this will be in the show notes. And for Membership for Your Soul, there will be information as well with this interview as have, a lot of you know how to contact Sandra because she's part of, she's a soul star. She's in Membership for Your Soul, but she does work with a lot of members and she helps a lot of members. And she's also someone I recommend when people come to me for readings or healings or things like that, one-on-one, -on -one, I recommend Sandra. So I highly recommend her in anything that you need because I know you're in great capable hands. She's also extremely loving. She's not egotistical and she cares about the people she works with completely. So go ahead, tell everybody how they can find you. For sure, For sure. Sandra Pelly, P-E-L-L-E-Y. If you Google me, you can definitely find me now. I'm, I'm definitely getting known out there. SandraPelly.com is how you can go and take a look at my webpage and services and events. Uh, one of the big events I have now, and I know that this is evergreen, but I just wanted to tell you that this, um, I have Money Matters for Spiritual Entrepreneurs coming up, and it has some absolutely an incredible, incredible lineup. Uh, definitely. And if you're interested in any of my past events, some of these are actually housed on a beautiful platform, just like Membership for Your Soul has its own platform. I have a platform where I house these as well. So these things are evergreen too. And um, the Spiritual How-To Program, literally, if you are looking for ways to um, find yourself, become the confident you that you really dream of being and being able to speak your personal truth first and ultimately to yourself and further, then that's the place to be. If you're ready to step into the medicine wheel where you're connecting with your guides on a whole new level, that's uh, that's the next step as well. So SandraPelly.com. Thank you.
is there an email too that they can email you that like if they were just like hey i want to ask more about the telesummit you're doing around money or this or that you know what email would sure. they email you at uh, just the sandini at gmail.com so the s-a-n-d-i-n-i at gmail.com the sandini at gmail.com and that's because i was given that gift of uh, i'll just explain that real quick i was given the gift through a reading that somebody did for me of sandra pelli the great sandini i i am starting to claim the great sandini a little bit more when i'm doing my personal work i'm not so much out in the world with it but i love sandra pelli the sandini inner peace mentor and visionary of the guide academy this feels really really like i'm home with that yeah i love it i agree Good for you. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Um, members, we're going to go into Q&A and everybody on my personal page. <laughs> this is what I do. <laughs> so hello. <laughs> One of the things I do. Thank you so much. I'm going to end the Facebook Thank Live. You. Bye, everyone. And in the personal page, I don't, I can't put the links in the post as far as I know. I'll put it in the comments so you know where to find Sandra if you're interested. All right. And we will keep it up on my personal page, but I'll also put it on my business page so that they can see it there. Thanks, everyone. Bye. All right. That is so funny. Like somebody from my MTV days was asking questions. I'm like, what is doing on my, <laughs> oh wait, you know, I shouldn't have said his name. So Ricky, cause this part will probably be on the podcast, the Q and a, if everybody's okay with that, please bleep out his name. Thank you. Um, you, uh, okay. So let's see. We have some questions. You have a question for Sandra. Um, Barbara says there's no wrong direction when you're mountain biking. I, I kind of agree with Sandra though. It's like, uh, I know I don't want to be going up that. I've done a lot of hiking. I'm sure you have Barbara too, cause you're a big worker, you big nature person. But after I've done a lot of hills, I don't want to be doing too many hills. It's so funny. Does anybody have any questions at all for Sandra? You can raise your hand or put it in the Q and A. Q and A. Somebody did ask question. I'm going to take the questions on my personal page where um, somebody did say, is the little you relatable to what is probably popularly called a gut feeling? Yes. Yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's a solar plex energy. That's why that, that little you actually sits in there without giving the whole lesson away that's coming up in membership for your soul. Um, that, that little you is, that's the home. That's the home. It's the, the solar plexus energy is the little you and that gut instinct. Yeah. Right. Okay. Deb, I'm going to hit, um, I'm going to let you talk. Let me know if you don't want this on the podcast and we will cut it out. If you're okay with it on the podcast, that's okay too. It's whatever's uh, comfortable for you. You're unmuted. Are you okay with it on the podcast or no? Yes. Okay. Thanks. Yes. Okay. Uh, you can hear me. Okay. Yes, we can. can. Okay. So actually I, <laughs> this is a really, I have a friend. It's not, I'm asking for myself and deflecting it to somebody else. She has like no cart. She's 45. She has no cartilage in her knees. They just gave her a, a hydrocortisone, whatever, a steroid for the pain. I really want to help her. Um, she has her own, you know, path in life and um, resistances, shall I say. Do you think that, um, you know, she could is there healing for her with no cartilage? I love the energy of your question. Um, I love your intention of wanting her to be um, in a better physical state of being. Um, I think that's, first of all, is healing in itself to some degree. 
Uh, is there healing even though she has no cartridge? There's energy healing around all kinds of manners of um, ailments. So I would say yes. And um, I mean, there's just, there's so many different things that you could do with that. There's like, I do this pyramid power energy uh, for a, a quick example of this is when my mother-in-law ran herself over with the car, we had this life and death kind of situation where um, if she had been sat up in bed, she probably would have lost use of her legs. If she had been left laying down on her back, she probably would have had a blood clot go to her head. I literally that uh, in the next hour or two, I literally worked with energy creating um, pyramid power is what I call it. It's a, this energetic brace around her broken spine piece. Uh -huh. And the next day when she went, when they went to check on her, they were able, actually able to, to raise her up to, I think, a, a 35 degree angle. Like it was so incredible how this power piece actually uh -huh. helped her. So she didn't need, didn't need to go in for surgery for this blood clot. Like, it, yes, it's possible to do things. Um, yeah. I don't know what else to say to that. You know, I have a question about that, though, Sandra. Um, thank you, Deb, for that question. I'm sorry your friend is struggling with that. Yeah, what if the per doesn't the person have to be open and receptive and believing in it, like, in order for that healing to happen? I love your question. There was two things. For starters, my mother-in-law was unconscious. So there's a, uh, at You're that point, there's, a, there's an implied, right? An implied consent. And I connected with the higher self energy of her. Yeah. So with this friend of yours, Deb, you could be doing the work with, with her energy. I wouldn't just go in there and force it on her energetically, no. though, but I would connect with her higher self and, and ask for permission to create these energy braces or whatever type of healing work with her energy. Or if you, if she's open to having this type of thing, uh, type of work done, then get together with her and do this type of work with her. Okay. Well, I have actually, um, in the several times in the past few years, um, let her know that I have, you know, positive healing energy and I put my hands on her with her consent and it makes her feel better for a little while, but then she's still going along on that path. So I, I feel like- I'm gonna, interrupt you there. I'm gonna interrupt you there because you know what this is? This is little you work now because she doesn't think she's worth your effort. She doesn't think she's worth the effort to hold on to the energy of that healing. And this is about her discovering self love and, yeah. and caring about that little you portion of herself, caring about herself. Okay, thank you. That's yeah, why she's not, it's not holding. I'm not forcing it on her, but I, yeah. I see that it doesn't stay with her and it's not a, a real healing for her, which makes me sad, but I can't force it on her. It, it's her, her past and I have to let her, her go with it. But, you know, if you have um, a program maybe that she can do, then I would love to connect her to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Marilyn, is okay for me to tell her to reach out to me, Deb to reach out to me? Yeah, Deb, mm -hmm. Deb she's, there's definitely ways to be doing this. There's um, uh, two different ones. One's a group and one is a digital program. So um, both are available. Okay. okay. Great. Thank you. Yeah, something Sandra said. Thank you, Deb, for that question. Um, I was talking to somebody. I'm not going to really, really make this story very convoluted. 
so that I, not that the person would ever listen to my podcast, but anyway, I'll say it's a she, she was dealing with something that she's had chronic for her whole life. And I was like, well, what about your diet? And what about not in a condescending way? I was just trying to like, say, you know, are there other things to educate me? And um, there was a no, 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 with everything. This was in ancestral. This is generational. This is da, da, da. And in when I was watching back, I was seeing the little you in the person traumatized in life, never to believe that something bigger or greater or something could happen. And I could see the stuck energy at that point, you know, and it wasn't my place because it's not my work to do, especially with somebody who doesn't know me in this capacity. But it's fascinating that you brought up right away the person's little you. And then I'm wondering if the healer themselves, like that would be my little you there going, oh, you can't say anything. Don't tell this person that. Because the little you and me at that moment was like, this is not your place. So, wow. Like there's like a whole frigging tribe of people having a conversation. <laughs> and they need to be, I need to have a conversation with them. With my little person. But go ahead. What were you going to say? Uh, no, I um. I, I, that I'm open with no expectations, no limitations of being okay with the outcome is going to remove you and your little you from that scenario. And you mm. just go in and do the healing. Great. Great, great, great. And the talking. Yeah. All right, Sandra. So tell everybody once again, they can find you at sandrapelli.com. Yes, and uh, I have two incredible programs, the Spiritual How-To and the Medicine Wheel. I have uh, all kinds of other tools in my bag, just like Marilyn's been sharing with you. And for those of you who are um, going to be doing that lesson in the, the, at the Little You in September, I think it's going to be a little bit of an eye-opener for you guys. I think it is. So um, start asking your little you how they feel about things. Start asking them how they feel. I love that. Thank you so much, Sandra. Thank you for doing a lesson for membership and thank you for all the work that you're doing. And thank you for my help today with you because I needed that. So thank you. Love you. Is there anything else you'd like to say with everyone before we cut uh, turn off? I see the incredible you and you. I'd love for you to see the incredible you and you. Uh, thank you. I love that. I do. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Sandra. Much love you. to you.